Tim, welcome to Health Tech with Purpose. Thanks, Rashi. Glad to be here. Great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, would like to know a little bit more about you, Tim, and your background. Sure. Happy to. So I'm uh, I'm Tim Vaughn. I'm the Chief Product Officer at PCare. Uh, my background, I started actually in the airline industry back in the 90s in a, a software as a service sort of a business back before SaaS was a was a term. Uh, we built and, and operated systems for airlines. And then in about uh, 2007, uh, I, I left and became CEO of a small software company where we had this technology um, to capture feedback from, you know, I'll say the field and then leverage that in kind of real time ways. And we had discovered there was a gap in the healthcare space around, especially around patient um, patient engagement, patient experience, really understanding what patients were experiencing in the moment and leveraging that to drive improvement. And that's about the time that HCAPS was becoming mandated, um, was just kind of coming into existence really even. Um, so there was kind of these confluence of things that were happening and we built a business called Truthpoint. Um, and then in 2019, so that was all around, you know, capturing feedback, leveraging it, um, to help drive improvement in patient experience, staff engagement, really just kind of thinking about how we can you know, help drive improved outcomes in healthcare. Uh, and then in 2019, we merged into the PCare business where I became chief product officer. Um, and PCare, and I'll give you a little background on that, I'm sure when we get into that, but that's kind of my journey. And so I've been chief product officer here since uh, 2019. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, exciting journey, I believe, so far. <laughs> been interesting for sure yeah great great so uh team uh you know would would surely like to know about e-care a bit more can you explain us you know what you do what's the company all about absolutely yeah so p-care it's an interesting story really so p-care was founded in 1950 so a long time ago really and with the focus even then was on helping patients have a better experience in the hospital um, so originally, the business started as a TV rental business where literally, um, you know, a couple of entrepreneurs uh, got together, decided that renting a TV, you know, a physical TV, rolling it into a patient room would help them kind of distract them, give them positive distraction while they're in the hospital, help their care and experience. Um, you know, fast forward, obviously, that we're not doing that anymore, but um, that, that business has really evolved um, into a patient engagement um, solution. Uh, focused in the hospital, but really expanded beyond that. So we're you know, really focused on you know what we can do to really, um, I'll say, advance the quadruple aim in healthcare, and, and I'll say specifically, um, really focused on helping drive improved patient engagement and experiences, um, and in doing that in ways that helps the healthcare provider um, caregiver team, you know, save time, improve communication, really drive better care. So helping reduce costs, and then ultimately. You know, driving better patient outcomes. So, you know, I think you know we're on we're on the right track from that perspective. Um, but as we think about kind of you know the, our history of in the hospital, um, you know, we've really evolved, and we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, as we get into the conversation. But the technology in the hospital room and how how that really drives um, the ability for you know for these different kind of um, capabilities to to help patients engage better in their care. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I think you are touching one of the most critical aspects uh, when it comes to the whole journey, you know, patient journey, right? The patient experience. And that's that's one of the uh, key aspects uh, about it. 
So, Tim, uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about this journey because, uh, as you mentioned, right, uh, this has been an old company, and then you guys you guys started working on the patient experience. So, what was that main problem or the main motto where you know the idea came in and you thought, hey, this needs to be solved? Sure. Yeah, and so I'd say you know I'll I'll go back just a few years. I won't go back to the beginning in 1950, but you know, really, um, you know, how do you, you know, the healthcare has obviously evolved significantly, right, over the past 70 plus years, um, and really yep. focusing on helping patients engage in ways that make sense to them that they prefer. Uh, and ultimately, so, you know, the TV in the patient room was kind of where we started, and certainly is still a core part of the experience in the patient room. Um, because ultimately, if you think about the TV, it's always there, it's ubiquitous, right? So, Using that to engage patients, to give them an interactive experience, give them some control of their environment, you know, and then we've expanded that really, you know, so really engaging with the with the with the patient through the clinical process. So from a, you know, a purely entertainment tool, right, to help um, distract the patient or engage them, you know, in entertainment. Uh, really thinking about how can you leverage that technology in different ways to engage the patient. In their clinical care to uh, help them improve their communication with their providers. You know, and I can give you a lot of different examples of that, um, and I will here in just a moment. But and then really thinking about you know the TV is certainly a, a, a core element of, of that experience. But there's other ways that we can engage patients as well. And so we've really expanded that kind of thinking about the kind of digital room of the future and how we engage patients um, with multiple different types of screens and devices in the patient room. So. You know, you know, so in addition to having that TV, we've got a. In some cases, uh, our clients will um, use our digital whiteboard, so the digital communication board, which can be always on, up uh, on, you know, on the wall next to the TV or some other location to help, you know, inform the patient of everything that's going on with their care. Help the care team when they come in to see what's happening with the patient. So at a quick glance, the care team has a better understanding of what the patient's needs are, where they're at in their care process, even you know, how well they're engaging with their education content, you know, so they can help the patient kind of advance and engage them in their care by having that communication information. Uh, we have what we call a, a room connect device, which is out in the hallway, but a, another interactive device to help inform the care team of entry precautions, allergies, anything else really that's relevant about that patient uh, that they might need to know before they enter the room. And it also provides another interactive screen for them so they can um, use that to unlock it, get more information about the patient that might be you know, more private, um, but also use it to help control the information in the patient room. So I'll talk about some different scenarios, but one of them is bringing a language interpreter into the room. So if a patient, you know, doesn't have, doesn't speak the same language as their care team provider, whether that's, uh, you know, they need a sign language interpreter or they need, you know, a language interpreter of another type, um, they can very quickly from that device bring them into the room. Um, the other thing they can do with that device is you know, help uh, engage the patient. So if they're having some problem like getting to one of their education videos or just kind of doing anything and navigating the system, um, they can, through that device, also help the patient in the room just by tapping a few buttons on that or, or tapping a few things on that screen. Um, so that's, you know, a couple of different devices. We also have some partnerships where we have voice. Um, so I think of Alexa basically in the patient room. And not only that is that something that, you know, is a patient uh, engagement tool, but it also helps clinicians. So they can walk in the room. If the TV's too loud, they can turn the volume down with their voice, not have to ask the patient to go find the pillow speaker, turn the volume down, right? All kinds of little things like that um, 
all add up to a kind of a, a major kind of change in how, how you engage patients and how patients and clinicians um, can engage in the in the patient room. And finally, I'll say, you know, there's we, we certainly you know, enable patients to connect with their mobile devices. Um, so if they prefer to bring their own mobile device in, they can uh, pair that with their experience in the patient room. Uh, and then that can follow them home even. So additional aspects of that care that's happening in the hospital can go home with the patient through a simple pairing process to their personal mobile devices for themselves and their family members. You know, I think we all know that, you know, healthcare is not just for the patient. There's really a critical role for family caregivers or informal caregivers uh, and giving them the tools and information they need to help provide and care for that. And the patient, when they make those transitions home, you know, are really critical as well. Um, And then, you know, I'll say that I've said this once already, but the final piece I'll mention here is, and one of the things we're really seeing now is, is really a driver of, um, of really kind of changed care in the hospital room specifically is the ability to put, we, we have a, what we call video connect and ability to add um, two-way video interactions like we're doing here today, um, you know, through this, through this session for clinicians to come into the patient room, but, you know, also for family members to visit so they can vary just with the TV and pillow speaker. They can initiate a call with a family member to their smartphone or tablet um, or computer, um, bring them into the patient room. And that's the device that we use when I mentioned bringing um, language services into the room as well. So we, we can bring those directly into the session. So we can have kind of now virtual sessions. So not only for you know a patient who needs to have maybe some um, you know just social interaction with their family to help lift their spirits, to help you know improve their their recovery. Um, we can also bring family members into those clinical conversations who can't be in the room. So if a spouse is you know, helping with the, you know, with their spouse in the, in the hospital, but they have to work, they can still be there virtually for, um, you know, around with the clinicians or a discharge instructions, that sort of thing, if they couldn't be there physically in the room. Um, there's a lot of different use cases for that, but it's really, I think, driving a lot of kind of uh, rethinking of how care is delivered you know, leveraging virtual assets, so virtual nursing or virtual clinicians, so they don't have to come, you know, into the patient room for a um, for a simple task, you know, come across town, but really kind of saving time of for everybody and improving communication. Pretty interesting, and uh, you know, thank you for sharing the details. I, I mean, it it looks like you know all the aspects, all the different user personas, basically are able to interact to make the entire patient experience really, really good, uh, which is which I feel is like amazing, uh, you know, because you're, you're talking about caregivers, you're talking about doctors and nurses who are visiting, uh, you know, the patient and the patient it's, uh, themselves, right? Which is, which is right, really, really interesting right. and must be, must be a challenging task to bring everybody together and, uh, you know, make it work. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of integrations too. So, you know, it's, you think about it, right? There's, you know, you've got the medical record, which is obviously the hub of everything. Um, and we do a lot of integrations with the medical record. So, you know, when, you know, new medications are prescribed for a patient, we can automatically detect that and then give them education about that, that medical, that medication, um, give them information about that. So what is this medication that's been prescribed to me? Why is it important? You know, understanding the side effects, all that good stuff. Um, but beyond the medical record, um, you know, and integrations into the clinical process, you know, we do a lot of other integrations to help really just empower the patient in the hospital room. So um, if a hospital is outfitted with controls for like lighting and shades and temperature, we can give them that patient some sense of control where they're really, you know, a, a patient in a hospital bed 
it has, doesn't have much control of what's going on, right? And so giving them even those little bits of control of their environment makes a big difference as well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and more and more power is going towards patients, right, uh, when, when it comes to healthcare. So pretty, pretty interesting. So, you know, as a chief product officer, uh, Tim, so what's your day-to-day and what are the challenges that you are facing to like scale up this technology? Sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'll, before I even get into that, I'll say, I talk a little bit about, because the infrastructure part of what we do is also kind of interesting because there's a lot of challenges there. Yeah. Um, I don't spend a lot of my time on that. We've got a great team um, who does that, but really, you know, the uh, some of the challenges because you, you kind of talked about what the challenges are here. The with with delivering um, an interactive patient care system, you know, the software is is key, um, but you know, having all those different devices, as I mentioned, and having the right ecosystem and an open platform in place to manage all of that is critical. Because if you if it's not working or if it's you know there's issues with it. Um, it's going to actually detract from the patient experience. And so, you know, one of the big things I think that PCare does and, you know, that, that we really focus on is, you know, having a high availability system, having tools to remotely kind of diagnose and manage and fix things if there are problems, um, but also just kind of having kind of a complete service solution. So when we come in, we're not just delivering the software, you know, we are working with the hospital to understand kind of what their environment is, what's capable, what's possible in the patient rooms from a technology perspective, but also really starting from what they're trying to achieve in terms of their goals and their outcome objectives, um, and then connecting kind of the technology to their workflows and processes and making sure it all fits together. And that and then obviously is not a one-time thing. It's, you know, we do that up front. Clearly, it's really important then, but it's also very important kind of ongoing to, as things change and evolve within that, within that hospital or health system, you know, kind of evolving the technology to meet their needs. So I mean, specifically, though, I'll answer your question um, about, you know, really thinking about, you know, what, what, what are my challenges? And so, you know, a lot of our ideas in terms of, you know, what's going to um, really create value for patients, for the hospital and for, and for the clinicians themselves, you know, has to come from being there on site, really seeing things firsthand, understanding challenges and needs. Uh, and so, you know, that's really important is, you know, leveraging our client base um, to hear what, you know, what's driving um, their needs. And a lot of times we find, and I'll say, you know, a lot of the technology we have, it's kind of repurposing it or refocusing it in different ways to meet challenges. So sometimes it doesn't require a large engineering effort to have a big impact. Um, but certainly there are, you know, times where that does. And, and I'll say, you know, like, for example, you know, I mean, COVID changed everything for everybody, right? But Prior to COVID, I mentioned this, video, this notion of having a video camera in the patient room. Um, there was huge resistance to that, primarily from a privacy perspective, right? Um, but after, you know, kind of going through the COVID experience, everyone really understands the value of having the ability for virtual, you know, sessions um, in the patient room and using that ubiquitous TV on the wall to deliver that. This really makes tons of sense. And so, you know, I'll say that's a key driver of things right now. And that came through, you know, not only through listening to our, our customers, but thinking about, you know, how can we leverage technologies in different ways? Um, you know, there's a lot of buzz right now around AI and AI and healthcare, right? And so, um, you know, there's a lot of different things that we're exploring and looking at and talking to our clients about because, you know, ultimately, you know, um, there's just a, so many different opportunities there and thinking about what's real versus what the hype is and making sure that we can bring solutions that make sense today you know, it's really, I'll say what, you know, I spent a lot of my time on is working, working in that front. 
Awesome. And, uh, you know, I was going to come on that topic of AI because as you rightly said, there's a lot of buzz around this and, you know, there's a lot of buzz around what it can do for healthcare and, you know, the responsive, responsible AI uh, notion that is coming up, right? So, so from that perspective, like what's your take on, uh, you know, AI on healthcare, how PCare can adopt it, uh, you know, if there is a possibility and in fact, uh, I would like to extend the question to say, uh, is there a way generative AI can be helpful? Are you guys thinking on those lines? Sure. Yeah, I mean, we're thinking about lots of things there, right? So um, good question. I mean, generative AI, that's, that is the huge buzz right now. We were, even before that, right, we were thinking, so how do, you, how do you leverage the machine learning and kind of the other types of AI to drive different ways to engage patients? So you can see if they're engaging in this, you know, should we drive, what's the next step in the process for that type of patient, you know, uh, even looking at other data sources like social determinants and, the, you know, how do we use that, you know, all that different information to help um, engage patients in ways that are going to be meaningful to them, right? So that's, you know, one way we're looking at, at AI. Generative AI for us becomes even, you know, kind of becomes interesting as well. Um, the use cases are, are varied, but, you know, thinking about, you know, within the hospital, how do you, um, you know, take information that's relevant to the patient, present it to them in ways that are more, you know, meaningful to them? So, you know, all the different data from the EMR, you know, it's it means something to the clinicians. We can certainly translate some of that stuff. But if you use generative AI and really think about how can I present information from the medical record to the patient in ways that are more meaningful to them, you know, those are areas that we're exploring as well. Awesome. Uh, pretty interesting things uh, around that, right? So. Uh, interesting. So, uh, you know, you also mentioned about you know, some of the integrations, you know, and the, the system has to kind of go through a lot of lot of different integrations, talk to different systems all together to put together the patient experience, right? So, uh, what's your take on the whole uh, interoperability uh, thing, which is uh, which is coming up? Do you feel that's a space that's very very critical right now? Yeah, definitely. And like I said, so hundred uh, percent. Yeah, and you know, and just even like fire APIs and everything else, just to make it simpler and easier to to consolidate or to integrate. Um, and like I said too, for us though, it's it's really you know beyond even the medical uh, and medical record kind of information and integrating with all these other systems. So I mentioned um, you know some of the building controls, right? That's you know there's interoperability standards there as well. We we typically you, you work with the BACnet standard. Uh, when you get to interoperability on that space, dietary systems, you know, so that there's, you know, so we, we work with different dietary vendors, um, again, talking about, you know, putting control in the patient's hand. So I can order food. A lot of hospitals are moving to this model, right, I, where I can order my meals when I want them. I can order specifically what I want as opposed to it just being, you know, a tray of food delivered at a certain time of day. Um, and so, you know, putting that all in the hands of the patient, you know, through any of those devices I mentioned, you know, the tablet, phone. TV, you know, all kinds of different ways that they can do that. Um, but there's a different APIs there. And then what we do is we wrap that, all of that kind of in our own open API layer as well. So um, what that does is it enables not only our apps to, to integrate to those different systems, but we can offer then to our clients, so if they have other patient-facing apps that they want to enable some of these features in, um, they can do all of that through our open API set. So our clients don't have to then go build you know, their own integrations to the dietary system and BACnet and other things. They can use our integration for that and enable patients to, you know, the, to control those different elements through our open API set as well. 
yeah that's interesting and that's that that then helps you to kind of rapidly scale up some of the applications because the api is an open right so somebody who is interested to build a application on top of the platform can do so right absolutely yeah yeah and certainly i mean hl7 has been you know standard right whatever standard how standard it is right there's always differences but you know as you get more and more standards i think it's you know it's it just helps everybody um you know not not only level the playing field but open up opportunities to accelerate you know integrations and make things work more seamlessly certainly awesome awesome so uh, you know since we are talking about patient experience and how we can make it better and how you are uh, you know doing playing an important uh, part here can you share any particular probably i would say testimony of a patient where the technology has helped them to uh, you know probably make them happy when they were they were in the hospital you know any any such kind of use case or a story that would be really interesting sure yeah i mean i think there well there's a lot of them but i'll i'll relay one because it was super powerful and it, and it's just and it just goes to some of the simple things that can really drive um a difference in care and experience for people um but during covid right we had all these restrictions on visitors um so one of the things that we did i mentioned you know bringing video connect with two a video but even before that we created a process just to, to able to invite patient or patients to invite um family members to share photos with them and then use the tv as essentially as like a photo frame right wow. um because wow. they couldn't connect with people right so yeah so what can you so we have these testimonials from people saying you know like and and there's sad stories some of them um you know i mean hearing but they're saying but it made a big difference like i was able to share all of our wedding photos everything with my you know with my spouse they would look at them they would look at these photos we could talk on the phone you know and it was during a time when maybe they're going through even an end of life scenario um yeah. yeah really just opened up kind of you know these these things that really like you know for the patient in the bed it was so meaningful to them so we have these stories and testimonials like that that are are unbelievable um you know but i think ultimately you know we look at data too so stories are great data is you know you, you know sometimes more powerful but you know looking at what what are the things that drive patients to engage and keeping them engaged in their care and ultimately like i said at the beginning is you know working with our clients to understand so if they're really focused on you know reducing 90 day readmission rates for certain um conditions or drgs you know what can we do in that process um to help them with that and again it's sometimes it's not um you know big things it's small things that can help really engage the patients making sure that they're getting their education sharing that with their family members So when they go home they're better prepared to care for themselves or you know really thinking about um making sure patients go home with the medications that they need because a lot of times you know one of the things that'll happen is a patient gets home they don't have the medications they don't even have food that they might need to care for themselves so delivering little things like that for patients you know using the system to engage them in, in that um ask them if they want their medication delivered to their bed before they go home and then using that as a tool to help you know drive improvements in care as well so there's you know a, a myriad of these different things and we we connect these things together in what we call care flows and so really thinking about you know how do you what's the flow of care for a patient how do you engage them at what points you know for to create a kind of consistent uh, holistic experience for the patient amazing amazing and i think these are some of the stories and you know overall things that you are creating which kind of helps you sleep peacefully at night you know Yeah. 
Awesome. There's a, there's another story I'll share too. There's um so we had a client. And this goes back a few years. Um, this is more on the truth point space, but where we, you know, uh, working with the um, patient and family advisory council, and one of the things I think is really important. And this is I think just a poignant thing for anybody in healthcare to think about. But this particular it was a parent of a child in a pediatric facility said, "Your every day is my once in a lifetime." Right. And so just reinforcing that with caregivers, you know, so because, you know, it does become regular. Right. And it's hard to sometimes have empathy and whatever. But how do you, you know, so how how, can we do take those administrative burdens off of the care team's plate so that they can really be present to patients at the bedside, you know, care for them, have that empathy, really understand and reconnect to their purpose and mission. Uh, And so a lot of what we do from a clinical perspective really, I think, helps with that. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I would like to know a little bit more about the class award that you recently got. Can you can you give us a little detail about that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So class research. Um, so they're basically the JD powers of healthcare, right? So what they do is they interview um, our clients, not us, but they interview the clients of all the different technology providers uh, and service providers in the healthcare space um, to healthcare provider organizations. Uh, and they basically get, you know, surveys and feedback from them and they score every provider um, on a scale kind of of zero to 100, essentially. Um, and uh, and so, you know, we are super, you know, I'll say proud of the fact that our clients, you know, think enough of our services and solution that, you know, for the eighth year in a row, we've won the best in class award in the interactive patient care space. Wow. And so, Amazing. yeah, that's uh, I mean. Yeah, really big, you know, really big kind of, I'll say, carried in our in our cap, but I think it's a testament to just kind of going back to some of the things I mentioned earlier in terms of, you know, when you deliver technology, it has to be more than just the software. It has to really be the platform, you know, and, and everything has to work together. Um, and it's really about making sure that, you know, the patients and those frontline care teams, the systems are working to meet their needs. And so I think, you know, to me, that's a testament to the, the fact that we're able to do that. Amazing and congratulations for that. Eight years in a row is a big, big thing. <laughs> the big thing, yeah. I mean, our, our uh, when we talk to class, they tell us it's a big deal. There are very, very few that have that have been able to to uh, do that. So, very excited about that. And it's something that I think I said. I think it's just a it's a testimonial. Uh, it's it's not it's not the goal of what we do, but it is certainly a measurement that we look at in terms of you know validating that what we're doing is are the right things. Exactly, exactly. Because uh, since uh, it, it's kind of a, you know, your your users are kind of, uh, you know, giving this feedback. So it's kind of a testimony in itself that whatever you are doing is probably perceived right, you know, and helping helping your users, which is really, really nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And they score across the different, several different categories of, um, of you know, kind of service and loyalty and other things. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of a broad-based, you know, value proposition. And we hear, you know, and, and through that process, too, Class is a, you know, a great organization. They help us really understand kind of, you know, what they're hearing broadly. We certainly don't, you know, it's a, it's a um, you know, private kind of conversation they have. So, they, you know, they, it's not, they don't disclose to us anything that they hear directly from any of our clients, but they give us kind of broad perspectives of what's going on in the marketplace and help us from a product perspective to understand really, you know, what they, what they perceive in terms of what's working well. And anything, they'll get information to help us as well, just kind of looking at, you know, where the market's going, what their future needs might be as well. Great, great. 
Uh, awesome. So, you know, team, I would like to understand what's your plan to scale up, uh, you know, and what's what's next at PCARE. Sure. Yeah. And I, I think I mentioned this. I mean, so from a scale perspective, I think, you know, we already serve, you know, hundreds of, of hospitals and health systems. We have, we have a lot of great you know clients today. You know, I think continuing to deliver to them. When, from a product perspective, we're looking at always continuing to kind of add more capabilities and value in terms of that engagement and then, and, you know, helping remove that administrative burden from clinicians. And so, you know, really we focused on building out that digital smart room and really continuing to add capabilities there. So again, anything we can do with technology that improves human to human communication, um, you know, and then helps patients engage more in their care are things that we're going to continue to do. So adding, you know, new capabilities in the patient, we're always evaluating uh, what else we can do to, improve communication there and then beyond the hospital. So um, we also, you know, really think about, we call those care flows or how can we extend those care flows, you know, into the patient home, both on the, you know, on a post-hospital basis, but for patients who either don't need hospitalization or have a procedure that's planned, helping them prepare for that procedure. So, you know, thinking about like an orthopedic um, example. So if you're doing a you know, total knee replacement, there's a lot of things you need to know going in. And there's certainly, you know, the, the care teams provide a lot of information, but, you know, people want to consume information the way they want to consume it. So giving them options, whether they want to read it, watch videos about it, but helping them prepare. Like I need to have, you know, in that example, I need, I need to have my bed on the floor, on the main floor. I can't be going up and down stairs, right? So I need to maybe reorganize my house, eliminate clutter so I don't have issues with, you know, tripping and falling, which may you know, create problems with my recovery. You know, simple things like that, but engaging them in that kind of pre-hospital experience and then post-hospital, um, you know, the obvious things about continuing to give them their access to their education. They might consume information in the hospital, but they forget it or they don't consume it while they're in the hospital. But now when they're at home, they're ready to really kind of, oh, I really need to understand what that condition was or how I take this medication and giving them access to that post-hospitalization and then capturing some of their patient reported um, information to help us understand, you know, are they um, complying with their care plan? You know, are they, do they, are they struggling with something? Do they need some help, um, you know, and, and helping us, you know, understand and pinpoint those specific patients that maybe need a little bit more help at home so we can call them and engage them. And those that are really doing well on their own, you know, we can, we can keep, keep tabs on them and monitor them, but, you know, not necessarily have to invest our resources in reaching out because we know that they're tracking well in their care. So thinking about kind of, you know, that whole kind of care experience. So taking the hospital experience, it's more intensive, making sure that, you know, that um, the, the right pieces of what we offer and the care flows are also available to patients, you know, um, when they're not in one of our facilities. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think my last question, right, is... Uh, what do you feel? What's the impact PCARE is bringing overall in the healthcare ecosystem? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I said, and I've, I've talked about this before, um, so I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit, but, you know, ultimately, you know, we measure kind of the, the quadruple aim and specifically, you know, the things that we can do to drive increased patient engagement and experience. Yeah. So, you know, as our, our clients look at kind of, you know, what, the, what are the measures that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really look at in terms of, you know, how is PCARE adding value? You know, so it's, you know, HCAP scores really helping, you know, drive better communication in the hospital, um, you know, improving service. So we do a lot of things to help, you know, automate, like if, if a um, if a patient, you know, needs something while they're, while they're in the hospital, 
we can route those requests directly to the team members, you know, who, who can resolve them instead of involving the nurse and everything, you know, so if the bathroom is dirty, the nurse doesn't have to go and log a ticket. The patient can push a button, have that automatically go to the housekeeping or EVS team to be resolved. So, you know, all those little things add up to improve patient experiences, ultimately improved engagement. Um, and then, you know, finally, you know, really thinking about how we help clinicians kind of practice at the top of their license, take some of those administrative burdens off their plate, um, improving their engagement in, in you know, the, the care process and retention, you know, because there's so much challenge right now with attracting and retaining, you know, the talent um, to, to provide care for the nursing teams and the, and the provider teams. And so, you know, doing the things that help them um, remove some of those obstacles from what they do and taking some of that administrative burden off their plate um, are also kind of uh, say key outcome value measures that we look at. Amazing. Uh, great. Uh, thank you, Tim, for sharing your journey, your story, and as well as PK's uh, PK story overall. Uh, I think, you know, I, I hope everybody who's listening also enjoyed it. And thank you for being with us uh, today here at Health Tech with Purpose. Thanks, Rashi. Glad to be here.